Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. This is Wednesday, July 26, 2017, and welcome to episode number 63 of the WWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Uh, unfortunately, tonight, uh, my co-host, the Iceman J.D. Jeremy Geraldo, will not be able to be making it on tonight due to a prior commitment. But I will be able to inform you that he will be he will be on our shows here, of course, later on here tonight at eight o'clock with WWS Wrestling Debate. Call ID one three nine nine two five pound, and of course the Mothership Broadcast WWS Revolution uh, <clears throat> uh, tonight at nine from nine to eleven. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. However, tonight here I do want to welcome here once again a gentleman that. Uh, uh, that came on, of course, WWS Wrestling Debate, I mean, Wrestling Revisited last night, as well as the Tuesday edition of Revolution. I'd like to welcome Neil from uh, Florida joining us uh, back here tonight. Uh, Neil, welcome, sir, to uh, episode number 63 of Outside the Ropes. It's good to have you on, and he's on our chat box tonight. And he's got us some pretty interesting uh, tidbits here, in, in addition to the pop culture news <clears throat> here, of course, coming from 411 Mania. That I'll be reading off here tonight. Uh, uh, he also has some very important dates that happened, not not having to do with wrestling, but uh, some other historical um, uh, occurrences that took place on this date in history. So we'll be reading those here as well. Uh, of course, due to the fact that GD will not be able to make it on, uh, the Hot Seat Movie Trivia Challenge will be postponed until next week. Now, if you want to join us here, of course, on Outside the Ropes here, and uh, <clears throat> and Share the comment on anything that we talk about here this afternoon, this evening. Please feel free to give us a call here, of course. It's one seven two four four eight 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 e
844-7444, call ID 141-387-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in with chime in on your thoughts and opinions on everything we talk about here tonight on episode 63 of Outside the Ropes. And uh, after we get done with some news, courtesy of Full Other Mania, uh, like I said, Neil has has graciously uh, looked up some uh, historical references, of, uh, historical uh, occurrences that took place on this date here during uh, uh, during uh, in, in history, and we'll go back and look at those here uh, in just a few moments. In the meantime, let's go to Four Eleven Mania. Uh, of course, our friends at Four Eleven Mania, who uh, we are proud to read their stories on Outside the Ropes each and every Wednesday night. Let's go ahead and start here with, uh, of course, making the movie scene here. Uh, let's see. Actually, a story came out yesterday, courtesy of Jeremy Thomas at Four Weather Mania, but, of course, it, it is definitely worth definitely worth talking about. James Cameron is seeking to make a new trilogy based on The Terminator. It was a very popular movie series. Of course, it got started back in the 80s with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, uh, anyway, let's go and see what we have out here. Courtesy of Jeremy Thomas at 411 Mania. Of course, the story came out, it did in fact come out yesterday. James Cameron hasn't given up on the Terminator franchise. Cameron, who created the Blockbuster Science Fiction franchise, spoke with news.com.au and said that he is looking to make a new trilogy in the franchise. Cameron says, the question is, has the franchise run its course, or can it be freshened up? So I, so I, of course, being James Cameron, I'm in discussions with, discussions with David Ellison, who is the current rights holder globally for the Terminator franchise, and the rights in the U.S. market revert to, and, and the rights of the U.S. market revert to me under U.S. copyright law in a year and a half, so he and I are talking about what we can do. Right now, we are looking leaning towards a three-film arc and reinventing it. The franchise has been a disappointment at the box office over the, over the last couple of entries. Terminator Salvation brought in $371.4 million worldwide on a costly $200 million budget amidst, amidst negative reviews in 2009. The plan was to soft-reboot the franchise with Terminator Genesis, but that was also a disappointment commercially and critically with poor reviews at $440.6 million worldwide on a $155 million budget. A large portion of that was in China, where studio profits are much lower. Cameron has not been involved directly since the franchise's high mark, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there. Uh, <clears throat> um, I'm... What we can say here is hopefully, like I said, you know, Terminator franchise has been, of course, uh, uh, you know, has been, a, has been, of course, a big staple here in the world of movies. And, uh, of course, like I said, we hope, like I said, to see more. We don't know maybe if Arnold Schwarzenegger somehow might get involved in some of this as well. We uh, hopefully we'll hear a lot more about that. And uh, we'll keep everyone informed of that. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be watching out for a possible new trilogy of Terminator movies. Let's see if we can try to revamp the franchise a little bit. Also coming from Jeremy Thomas yesterday from 411 Mania, uh, the sequel to the hit, the December's hit Wonder Woman is set to be released in December of 2019. Uh, here's a story, small, this is a small story here. Warner Brothers has officially set a release date for their Wonder Woman sequel. The studio announced on Tuesday that the film will be released 
on December 13, 2019. Gal Gadot will, of course, reprise her role as Diana in the film, while Patty Jenkins is expected, but not yet officially confirmed, to return to direct. As of now, the film has a clean window for that release date, with no other films having claimed the spot. Wonder Woman is the highest domestic grossing film in the DC Extended Universe date, with $389.7 million domestically and $780.3 million worldwide as of Monday on a $149 million production budget. The DC <clears throat> Extended Universe will next hit theaters with Justice League on November 17th, followed by Aquaman on December 21st, 2018. So, um, like I said, DC is starting to make their mark there as well. You know, in the world of comic book movies, of course, Marvel's been kind of dominating that here. But, uh, but uh, looks like, uh, of course, they're um, back on the move here uh, <clears throat> in the movie franchise here. Of course, of course, they haven't really been. DC, in my opinion, hasn't really been real big in the movie franchise ever since. Of course, they came out with, of course, the Superman movies over the last, over the years, and of course, the Batman movies. Uh, of course, they did. A, they, they did. They did. They did go one. Go in with one with uh, Green Lantern. Uh, of course, Ryan Reynolds was great as Green Lantern in that movie. Uh, however, of course, Marvel, of course, has been big time. Of course, with everything from Fantastic Four to the Avengers. Of course, Captain America by himself, Iron Man by himself, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, you know, you never know. Spider Man, of course, was another hit. So you never know what uh, what to expect here in the comic book movie universe, but uh, but we'll have to we'll be waiting to see. Of course, uh, December of 2019. Wait a couple of years, but uh, we can't wait for the sequel to Wonder Woman to come out. Uh, speaking of comic book, right, comic book movies uh, or comic or or comic book characters, uh, from, also from Jeremy Thomas. Uh, this first coming in, of course, yesterday. Tom Felton not re- Tom Felton is not returning as a series regular for the, for season four of The Flash. Let's go ahead and bring you this story right here. Tom Felton will not be back as Julian Albert in The Flash's fourth season, at least in a series regular capacity. TV Line reports that Felton, who was a regular in season three as Barry's CSI partner and Caitlin Snow's love interest, will not be back in that capacity for the upcoming run. While no guest or recurring appearances are yet set, that could change if the storyline and scheduling allows. The Flash Season 4 will welcome new cast members Neil Sandaland, the big bad, the, the, I guess this is a villain called The Thinker, Danny Trejo, of course, a well-known actor, as Breacher, who is Gypsy's father, and Kim Englebright as the mechanic, the right hand of The Thinker. The show returns on October the 10th at 8 o'clock on the CW. So uh, a little bit of a change there, of course. Uh, some things could change here. Uh, but, of course, the, T- the DC TV universe has not been too bad either with, uh, uh, of course, like we said, with uh, Arrow and Gotham and uh, Flash. I was at Supergirl. And, of course, um, it's, been, uh, it's been pretty darn interesting there for some of these uh, some of these. Um, uh, some of the some of the TV shows there, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, while Neil still works on our history for our, uh, his historical events here for today, I do have to step away for just one second here. I will continue reading some stories here in just a couple of minutes. In the meantime, please enjoy our opening theme, which is a song "Back in America" by the band Network, which was played as the uh, 
closing credit theme for National Lampoon's European Vacation back in the 80s. Uh, I'll be right back here in just a couple minutes. Thank you very much. Much religion. My apologies for the delay. I had to step out there a little bit. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that song. I said back in America from the group Network. Also, I said off the uh, soundtrack. Of course, the closing credits to the movie National Lampoon's European Vacation. Great movie, by the way, and a great song. Let's get back here to some of the news here. Of course, coming off the fall of the mania. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Thomas. This was submitted, of course, yesterday. But this is a pretty. This is this has to be a pretty interesting, uh, real good story right here. Lionsgate is developing a possible female-led John Wick spinoff. If you've seen the John Wick movies with Keanu Reeves, uh, let's sit here with the This is what we have about this. When a studio has a, a successful potential franchise these days, you know it's time to strike before the iron has cooled too much. Lionsgate has found themselves in possession of just such a property in John Wick, the modestly budgeted Keanu Reeves action vehicle that has turned 
out two nicely profitable films with a third on the way. And thus, it's not a surprise that they're considering their new female-led action film for potential development within the John Wick universe. According to THR, the studio has picked up Ballerina, a female-fronted film from Shay Hatton. The film is being compared to La Femme Nikita and follows a young assassin who vows revenge against those that killed her family. The setting of John Wick is built around a shadowy underworld of assassins who operate through an international organization that is facilitated through the Continental Hotels, which offer services to assassins and handle contracts. Ian McShane, Lance Reddick, and Franco Nero have all played characters who are part of the Continental Infrastructure, which has confirmed locations in New York City and Rome. Presumably, there are Continentals throughout the world. John Wick's Basil Basil Iwanick, my my apologies if I mispronounced that name, he said to produce the ballerina movie through his Thunder Road company. The John Wick franchise has grossed $259 million worldwide between the two films on a total production budget of $60 million with a third film in development. So this kind of spawning off here... uh, uh, Um, kind of spinning off two successful movies here. Um, Can't wait to see what this uh, centers around, so uh, or see what this what this movie does here. So we'll be watching out for that as or series here as well. Uh, We continue our entertainment news here. All this pretty much came out here uh, yesterday, here, folks. But like that's okay. We'll we'll continue to bring them on here. Uh, Jeremy Thomas, once again, with an entry from yesterday. David Harbour says, Stranger Things has a set-in date. David Harbour revealed at San Diego Comic-Con that Stranger Things will keep going on and on. Harbour told TV Line that series creators Matt and Ross Duffer have told him when the show plans to end, though he didn't reveal when that was. We we don't have an open-ended thing like The Walking Dead, Harbour said. There is an end to all these characters. We're going to give you something fun, and then we're going to get out before we worn out our welcome. We have a specific story that we're going to tell. He also said that season two may polarize some of its audience, noting in general, noting, and this is, this is what he said in general. I think people will be pretty excited about it. I do think people, do think some people will expect something and not get it. Some people may want the same thing as season one, but we're not going to give them that. Literally, upon reading the first five minutes of the first script, I realized we opened up the world in an entirely new way, and these characters can go in an entirely new direction and have new arcs. So we'll have to wait and see what happens here with this show here, folks. So like I said, uh, uh, like I said the show is uh, like I said, Stranger Things. So we'll keep, uh, we'll keep an eye out on that here as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, like we, and like we have started doing here, um, we we have also like even though outside the ropes is primarily an an entertainment uh, an entertainment uh, like I said show like we talk about mostly stuff in the world of entertainment pop culture on occasion like I said we do we will we will talk once or twice you know we will bring up one or two little um, uh, wrestling stories even though of course we'll have that up coming up like I said wrestling debate and revolution here later on. But some of this may be brought up on the, both those shows here. 
just a few moments, but a couple of these did catch my eye here. Just in case if anyone did did have not has not heard about it, of course. But uh, let's see what we have right here. This is coming out today. First of our friend Jeremy Thomas at 411 Mania. Uh, like I said, we this is a we just had a little little wrestling corner of outside the ropes. There you go. Uh, GFW Global Force Wrestling President done talking with the Hardys about the broken universe. Of course, this has been a big time debate here for quite some time. GFW President Ed Norholm spoke with Sports Illustrated about the company's ownership dispute with the Hardy Boys over Matt Hardy's broken universe gimmick. The highlights are below. On whether the Hardy's financial investment changes the ownership dynamic, uh, GFW President says no. The company spent millions of dollars producing television last year, including all the shows that incorporate the various aspects of the broken brilliance. I don't know whether Jeff and Matt had some out-of-pocket expenses that they might have had, on the volcano and the like, but that would not change in any way, shape, or form. If their contracts say who owns the IP, if they if they have some out-of-pocket expenses, they certainly had never brought them to my attention. To suggest they had that they somehow funded the show is absurd. On what prevented their deal with the Hardys from the giving from being completed, the president says this. What prevented it from completion is that we've never come to terms. I have made numerous efforts to go back to February and the time of the cease and desist letter to Ring of Honor for advertising the Broken Hardys for their 15th anniversary pay-per-view to make an arrangement with Matt Hardy to use the gimmick. Every time we have those conversations, they sort of start warm and end up not coming to partition due to an inability to come to an agreement as to what basis I would confer those rates on him. On if he will ever sell the gimmick to them. And he has pretty much said this. I've stopped thinking about it, about this. We have a show to put on and a company and a brand. we got things on our plate that are more important than sorting out the broken brilliance. I've made a genuine effort to resolve something that's benefit the Hardys as a goodwill gesture to Matt. I didn't reach a conclusion, and we're moving on. We're not going back to it. I'm not interested in opening a new dialogue. I'm interested in opening another conversation about it. We made our best effort. It didn't happen. I'm not going to negotiate all over again. So it seems to me that the GFW president here is pretty much done talking about this. So whether or not the Hardy Boys will get a chance to use that gimmick in WWE right now is kind of up in the air, it seems there, folks. So we're just going to have to uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. Yes. Um, Let's see here, ladies and gentlemen, here. Uh, ooh, okay. Okay, another story here popping up here from Jeremy Thomas today. A release date and trailer has been revealed for Ric Flair's ESPN 30 for 30 documentary. ESPN announced at the TCA Summer Press Tour on Tuesday that their 30 for 30 documentary on Ric Flair will bow in November. Documentary, the documentary featured Nature Boy, will premiere on November 7th at 10 p.m. on ESPN. The synopsis for the feature reads as follows, real or fake? It's a question that's long shadowed professional wrestling, but for one of the industry's most legendary performers, there's never, ever, never been any separation between the ring and the world around it. His story starts in the Midwest when a young Richard Fleer sets his sights on rising to stardom in a unique world and decided to go, decided to do anything necessary to get to where he wanted. A character was born along 
<clears throat> excuse me, along with a singular desire to be the man and a, and a drive that made him as popular and polarizing as any figure ever to step into the ring. The success took a considerable toll on his body and on his wives and children, and 2013 came a tragic postscript. But today, Flair remains as defiant as ever, proud of his legacy, eager to remain in the spotlight. This is a story of a man, a character, and their unbreakable connection. <clears throat> This film was basically born out of working with Roy Karp on our I Hate Christian Leitner documentary, says 30 for 30 EP John Dahl. Roy interviewed Rick for his take on sports villains and wanted to do a film on him next. After watching that interview for the Leitner film, we were convinced that Rick would be a fascinating subject to explore for our first feature-length 30 for 30 on a pro wrestler. And ladies and gentlemen, here's a little bit of a trailer here of talking about this documentary on Ric Flair. Email and Yamaha, we try to get the video up, up and going here. I'm probably we're having a little bit of a just a uh, little bit of a difficulty here trying to get the rest of the trailer to play here. But uh, like I said, this is like I said for the upcoming 30 for 30 documentary on ESPN. It's going to be coming up in I believe November the I do believe we said November the seventh uh, at 10 p.m. on ESPN. Of course, they'll be talking about Rick Flair. And if you heard scenes in the interview, they'll be interviewing folks, everybody. Uh, of course, from his personal life and also from the wrestling world. Uh, of course, you heard The Undertaker, you, ter- you heard Shawn Michaels, you heard Hulk Hogan, you heard Triple H, uh, and several other folks there, of course. Um, 
and this is this all be like I said a this all be a real good uh, this all be like I said a real good uh, November the 7th at 10 p.m. on ESPN, 30 for 30 uh, documentary on the Nature Boy himself, Rick Flair. Uh, I, I of course, we will be one of those that will be definitely watching this. This is this is going to be a huge, I'm sure, a very huge thing for ESPN. See, so this is the first documentary that they have done about a legendary professional wrestler. So this will be a real good treat indeed coming up in November. Uh, the story, of course, as we've been talking about, one topic here that we've been talking about here in the radio network is obviously the Alberto uh, El Patron or Del Rio, whatever you want to call him, and Page situation. Uh, according to Larry Zonko, for the meeting, we have an update here. Apparently, the San Antonio Police Department confirms there's been no warrant issued for Page. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and here's the, here's the update in the original story that was brought here. Update here is that PW Insider has confirmed that with the San Antonio Police Department that no one matching the name Soraya J. Bevis or date of birth has been magistrate or arrest, arrested, nor has an arrest warrant been issued for such a person in Bexar County. The report had, that had been circulating claimed that the arrest warrant had been issued in San Antonio where she and Alberto El Patron live. Here was the original report. Earlier today, Page posted about the rumor mill but gave no context to her tweets. There have been rumors that, that an arrest warrant had been issued for WWE star Page in regards to the Orlando airport incident on July the 9th and that she had been arrested. Uh, to file Ahmed of Newsweek has shot down those rumors. And here's what, here's what, uh, here's what his, uh, um, Tweets here, of course, from this person here of Newsweek. He says here at 11.17 a.m. today, story going around that arrest warrant issue for WWE wrestler at Real Page WWE on battery charges false. State attorney's office tells me. Uh, he also adds on seven hours later, he adds on, uh, of course, that's, that's, that's the story there. Okay. Uh, at two minutes, two minutes after that, another story pops up saying, Orlando Police Department tell me they have submitted information for review to the state attorney's office. Detectives found probable cause. And also the sent to charge Soraya Bevis with battery, uh, parentheses, domestic violence, as up the state attorney's office on how to proceed. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, this is, uh, this is of course, like I said, an, an ongoing uh, situation here. And we're going to continue, like I said, uh, we're going to, like I said, continue here uh, to have this, 
see how this story continues on here, but apparently this story, this 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 news this situation continues to get worse each and every time for for uh, I'm sure not only for Paige but for or Alberto El Patron himself. Uh, one more quick wrestling story here before we go to, of course, our our uh, our outside the ropes history here. Of course, that was brought to us by our our new friend Anil right here in our chat box. Uh, uh, come from Larry Zonka at 411 Mania. Renee Young officially working both Raw and SmackDown. Uh, WWE announced. <clears throat> The, the following revealing that Renee Young will now be working both Raw and SmackDown. Uh, of course, I know your eyes and ears weren't deceiving you. Longtime SmackDown Live interviewer Renee Young appeared on Raw this week and continued her duties on Team Blue. And she'll be a fixture, a fixture on both brands for the foreseeable future, WWE.com can confirm. The intrepid Young, the intrepid Young embraced pulling double duty this week excitedly posting on Instagram that she was thrilled to reform her dream team with Rawls and Charlie Caruso. Join WWE.com and congratulating Renee on this exciting new chapter in her career. So Predator Renee Young, ladies and gentlemen, is going to continue doing the uh is going to continue doing the uh, uh of course uh, the backstage interview but not only for SmackDown now but she'll be back on doing that on Raw as well. So we'll definitely want to be uh taking a be able, be, be able to listen to her on both shows each and every week. That's going to be a real treat there, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it there, folks. Stories coming out of 411 Mania. I do want to thank 411 Mania for allowing the WCBS Radio Network, of course, to read, to read their stories and to bring, and, and to bring uh, their point of view here to you. Uh, of course, the, of course, the, <clears throat> of course, those who are, who haven't heard about certain stories are trying to keep up with certain stories. Uh, that way it gives you, like I said, a little bit of an outlook on everything. 1724-444-7444, call ID 141387-POUND. This is Wednesday, July 26, 2017, episode number 63 of WWUS Outside the Ropes. I am once again Mr. WWUS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you. The Iceman J.D. Jerry Girolamo could not make it on here tonight due to another conflict. He will be back on, of course, in time for WWS Wrestling Debate from 8 to 9. Call ID 139-925. And also for the Mothership Broadcast, a Wednesday edition of WWS Revolution, <clears throat> 138055-pound, which, of course, here on Revolution tonight, ladies and gentlemen, which I'll be back on at 9 o'clock, as we, will talk, as we will be talking about, of course, in addition to the latest wrestling news and views and also the history and birthdays, we will also be talking about uh, not only what took place on SmackDown Live last night, we will also be talking about what took place at Battleground this past this past Sunday, where that Battleground was is, is in fact was in fact a SmackDown pay per view. We'll definitely be uh, be um, going at it, and burning the mid, burning the midnight oil, as they say, of course, in talking about uh, <clears throat> in talking about of course uh, both Battleground and SmackDown live here tonight, right here on <clears throat> um, right here on. Uh, Talkshoe.com. Uh, let's go ahead and see what. Uh, let's go ahead and see what, like I said, uh, our friend Anil from Florida has got in the chat box here tonight in terms of some uh, uh, not wrestling history, folks, but history like a, 
uh, the other historical events that took place on this date. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and see what we have here on tap. The courtesy of our friend Anil. On this date in 1990, President George H.W. Bush signed the Americans with Disabilities Act. And we go back a little bit further uh, on this date in 1775, the Continental Congress established a post office and appointed Benjamin Franklin its postmaster general. On this date in 1847, the Western African country of Liberia, founded by freed American slaves, declared its independence. In eight, on this day in 1887, the artificial language Esperanto, intended as a universal form of communication, was published by its creator, L.L. Zamenhof. In 19, on this day in 1908, U.S. Attorney General Charles J. Bonaparte ordered the creation of a force of special agents that was the forerunner of the FBI. Very fascinating. Uh, on this day here, one year ago, 2016, Hillary Clinton became the first woman to be nominated for president by a major political party at the Democrat National Convention in Philadelphia. Uh, five years ago today, which would put it at 2012, the, on this date, the White House said President Barack Obama would not push stricter gun laws one day after his impassioned remarks about the need to keep assault weapons off the streets. Uh, Anil, anything else, sir, you wish to add? And our friend Anil is trying to find a little bit more. Uh, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to reiterate one more time. Coming up here um, in less than 45 minutes will be WWS Wrestling Debate. Of course, call ID 139-925-POUND. As the NWO Madness Kingdom, King and WO, Jawar T. Smith, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, and, he, and the uh, Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, will be bringing you, of course, some big time talk about uh, the world of wrestling. Of course, no doubt talking about Raw uh, from Monday night, SmackDown from last night, of course, Battleground from Sunday night. Uh, there'll be a lot of stuff they'll be talking about. Of course, we'll also lead in towards SummerSlam next month. They'll be, they'll be throwing out some topics about it as well. So be sure to join them for Wrestling Debate tonight from 8 to 9 right here on TalkShoe.com. Call ID 139-925-POUND. And once again, one more time, I'll let you know that I'll be back on at 9 o'clock for WWS Revolution, uh, <clears throat> as we, of course, once again, we'll be talking some late, the latest wrestling news and views. Of course, no doubt the stories will pop up, like I just mentioned before, about the uh, deal with uh, Paige and Alberto El Patron, and also, of course, the GFW uh, president uh, uh, no longer concerned about the Broken Hardy's gimmick, and, uh, and, of course, SmackDown ratings will be discussed and everything of that nature. Also, the history, wrestling history and birthdays will be brought up here to our attention, as well as, of course, uh, re, our, thought, our results on the results of not only last night's SmackDown Live, but also Sunday's Battleground pay-per-view as well. Uh, so join myself and the panel with each up the handle to the night from 9 to 11. Call ID 138055-POUND. WWS Revolution, of course, do not miss out. 
Uh, Neil has has found several more. Uh, has found several several more uh, 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 stories that took place on this date. On this date in 2005, the space shuttle Discovery lifted off from Cape Canaveral in the first shuttle launch since the 2003 Columbia tragedy. Yes. On this date in 2007, the U.S. Congress overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly passed anti-terrorism le- legislation that enhanced screening of air and sea cargo and allocated more and allocated and, and also allocated more funds, I guess, to to uh, make sure that they are better equipped to deal with this this situation. Of course, on this day in 2010, the founder of WikiLeaks, Julian Assange said it was decided to post more than 75,000 secret U.S.-Afghan war documents on the Internet. Hmm. Also on this day in 2013, Ariel Castro agreed to a plea bargain in the kidnapping of three Ohio women who were held for a decade. He was sentenced to life in prison. Anything else there, Neil, before we uh, before we close it out for the night? Also in this day in 2015, Nike and distributor Apple sent a a consumer consumer lawsuit over false advertising for the Nike fuel band. Nike claimed that the band could actually, that could accurately, um, I think it was attract something. I'm not sure what what that full story was, but, but, But uh, also in this day in 2014, 29-year-old Italian cyclist Benicio Nibali wins the Tour de France, becoming the first winner from Italy in 16 years. And the victory makes Nibali all, all one of only six cyclists to have won the Grand Tours of Italy, Spain, and France. And Anil, that's all we'll do here tonight, my man. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much for finding us here for us here this evening. One last thing, ladies and gentlemen, before we, before we uh, of course, end the night here um, for episode 63 of Outside the Ropes, one thing we want to once again bring to everyone's attention. 
I'm sure like I say everyone was uh, was of course taken was in shock over the suicide of Lincoln Park frontman Chester Bennington. Um, uh, of course, like I said, uh, several people, of course, connected with the WWS radio network, of course, was still in, in, in um, of course, in, in, in severe shock, of course, in complete sadness, of course, including, uh, of course, part of the, um, part of the, uh, of course, one of our original members of the radio network, of course, the JML Experience. Of course, he's still part of it. He's, he's not on as often as used to be, but he's still part of the radio network here, folks. Um, of course, as you know, he does a he does a podcast here with a good friend of his, Charlie Marone, uh, of course, talking about big-time wrestling stuff. Of course, they did a video uh, this past Sunday for the Battleground, uh, as they discussed uh, and reviewed the matches for Battleground. Uh, right at the tail end of that there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, brought up, he did bring up, of course, the Chester Bennington suicide. And uh, last Thursday on NWO Wolfpack, he, we were asked by the JML Experience to post a phone number if anyone needed to talk to someone about if they were contemplating suicide. Uh, there was a number that they could call to try to um, to try to uh, uh, get any get any help at all that they needed and all that before it was too late. I wanted to pass out that number again. Of course, I also did a public service announcement on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. If you get a chance to watch it, please by all means do so. Uh, the phone number, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is, once again, is 1-800-273-8255. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it is 1-800-273-8255. And like I said, there is a time where we're not uncertain. You're not certain about any about certain things. You know, by all means, please, uh, please, please, by all means, like I said, call call this number today, and and hopefully, like I said, get the help you need before it's too late. Once again, one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. You know, and you know. Thank you for Mr. WWUS. You'd be glad that you did. And for those of you, for those, those folks out there, you know, we say a prayer for all those affected by by this 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 real real big time issue here, folks. And and we pray for those family. We pray for the family of those affected by this terrible issue. And we hope like we try to put an end to that. So call that phone number today. And like I said, we'll we'll repeat it one more time here. Phone number here is uh one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for for taking part in episode sixty three of WWS Outside the Ropes for Wednesday, July twenty sixth, two thousand and seventeen. I do want to thank our new friend, Anil, from Florida for popping on here tonight on the chat box and also providing us some uh, some pop culture history. And we uh, we greatly do appreciate that, Anil. Uh, and uh, we would uh, we would like for you, like I said, to come, not, come back on our shows anytime. And, uh, and uh, like I said, we would greatly, we would, we would really appreciate
appreciate uh, your thoughts and opinions on anything. Of course, uh, talking about, of course, we'll be talking about wrestling here momentarily. Like I said, uh, here coming up here in about 30 minutes with WWS Wrestling Debate, 139-925-POUND. The NWO Madness Kingdom will be back on to talk, of course, I'm sure, thoughts, their thoughts on Monday Night Raw, uh, SmackDown Live last night, and, of course, Battleground this past Sunday, as well as, of course, SummerSlam coming up next month. Um, you know, they'll be throwing out some big-time uh, topics and issues. So be sure to join them, this, join them here in about 30 minutes at 8 o'clock for WWUS for us to debate. And then I'll be back on for the Mothership Broadcast Revolution as we will, of course, talk talk again about the latest wrestling news and views and also the history and birthdays. Also, of course, we'll be bringing up um, <clears throat> as well the uh, uh, not only, of course, last night's SmackDown Live results, but, of course, Sunday's Battleground results as well. And, of course, a few little uh, uh, wrestling extras will come your way as well. So be sure to join all of us for that here at 9 o'clock, 138055-POUND for a revolution. For... Uh, <clears throat> Or, like I said, our good friend Anil, this is Mr. W- Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw saying thank you so much for joining us here tonight, here, folks. And the Iceman, J.D. Jeremy Geronimo, will be back on with Wrestling Debate and Revolution. He'll be back on next Wednesday night as well for Outside the Ropes. Outside the Ropes is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. Where we're two years older and continuing to be bolder, the radio network continues to be and will forever remain. Not only your wrestling connection, but your pop culture connection as well. Take care of yourselves and each other. See you on the red carpet. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.